Hi, listeners of College Prep Genius. This is Felice Gerwitz, and I'm the founder and director of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network and the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network, as well as a podcaster. My show is Vintage Homeschool Moms, and I'd love to share my insights, tips, and sometimes humorous take on life as a homeschool mom with all of you. I'd love to have you tune in after you've listened to this wonderful broadcast. And while you're at it, head over to iTunes and be sure to give this podcast a star rating. Share it on social media or in an email with your friends. And then head over to Vintage Homeschool Moms and join me there. I look forward to connecting with you. And please come over and see all our great shows on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network, as well as the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Thanks and God bless. Welcome to the College Prep Genius Radio Show, where we can answer all your questions about getting college for free. Today, your host is Jean Burke, the author of College Prep Genius, The No-Brainer Way to SAT Success, and you can find her at collegeprepgenius.com. And I'm the moderator, Felice Gerwitz. Welcome. everyone. This is Felice Gerwitz with another episode of College Prep Genius Podcast. And I am the moderator. And today we have uh, Jean Burke on the line. This is episode number 56. And you can find the show notes at collegeprepgenius.com forward slash podcast. And today we have an awesome show uh, for you, and actually, there is so much information here that it is going to be broken up into four separate shows. But when we are all said and done, you are going to have 23 inside secrets about college entrance, entrance exams. And Jean, you have a little subtitle to this talk, so why don't you share that with the listeners? Yes, revealed truth that the test makers and prep companies don't want you to know. So, kind of a a teaser there, but gosh, I mean, you know, well, you know, well into my second decade of helping tens of thousands of students ACSAT and, you know, other standardized tests, I am still learning. And, you know, year in and year out, I discover more hints and more tips and more techniques. And, and I continue to write new, you know, college entrance success stories. So, you know, and I, I, along the way, I've also inadvertently learned information that actually can hinder students from getting the highest possible score. And it's great because um, I'm happy to report, uh, and I'm happy to do it on the line. Jean wants me to create a video for her <laughs> so that she can put mm-hmm. it out there. And I, I love podcasting. I am not so big on the video, but um, I got bright futures, so yay. I can't remember exactly what his score was. I should know this, these things, right? But um, but he did get the bright futures, which is a Florida thing, and probably will be going out of state but um, at least that was a milestone because um, he's been taking it since he was younger, and I think he got a little complacent along the way. Um, he's a very bright young man and uh, been taking some advanced college classes um, as he's finishing up his high school. So um wasn't for, for the lack of having the head knowledge, right, Gene? It's just really knowing technique, and that is uh, – something that he got super motivated uh, with when he had an in-class experience with Eugene. Um, I told you that that he was really uh, excited about the class and um, 
I came home and had renewed vigor to watch the videos and do the, the practice um, more so than he had before. So excited about that and wanted to share that with our audience. Well, great. That's that's such a great testimonial. I love testimonials. I live for testimonials, and uh, I'm I'm thrilled. I'm so thrilled, and I get to hear you know that you know the thing too about my position is uh, as I speak or go to a conference, and I meet so many people. You know, I do hear both sides of the story. I hear those who like yourself who say, "Hey, I am so glad we learned this stuff when my kids were young," and you know, we were able to implement it, and, you know, my kids got amazing scholarships. Um, but then I also hear people who will come up to me and say, you know, I, I wish I would have heard this, like, three years ago. Because uh, here we are at the end of the year, and, you know, my kids are stressing out, and we've not done anything. So uh, way to go, Mike, and your other kids, and that's, that's right. good news. That's yeah. awesome. And did well. I'd like her to take it again. Um, she's already in college, but I was telling her how that still can help. Um, you know, get your into because she's in a, at a two year and she's going to be going to a, another school um, back in Florida is where she wants to come. So yay, and uh, happy she's a marine biology major. Um, she wasn't sure now she's back to that. Uh, it's the only thing she feels excited about doing. So yay because Florida is a good place for that. Uh, mm-hmm. So so happy about that. Okay, well let let's get started. So you're going to share um, with us some insider secrets. So so let's go, Jean. What have you got for us? Well, you know, a lot of the stuff I'm going to be talking about is very hush hush. And actually, some of the companies uh, are actually upset that I revealed this information, uh, even though I don't I don't give any names, and I won't do that. Um, you know, I, I love that. I love being able to reveal things that are not ethical or uh, that people are doing wrong so that you can, as a parent, as a consumer, can be very well aware of what's out there. You know, I don't play any mm-hmm. games and I don't, you know, like to deceive people. So obviously my personal wish is for that everyone listening in will benefit from these secrets and hints and tips. And so uh, let's get started. Okay. Um, insight secret number one. The redesigned SAT was actually created by ACT writers. And, you know, the reason why that is so important to know and that most people don't know that is before the SAT changed last year, they redesigned it, um, you you had 10 short sections that were 20 to 25 minutes long, and then you had the ACT that was four long sections. And so there was what was called the one-third rule, where one-third of students did a little better on the ACT and one-third did a little bit better on the the SAT and about one-third did the same. And the main reason why really came down to timing uh, because some students on the ACT did not like to sit for over an hour straight doing math. And then there were some students who, when they took the SAT, uh, couldn't switch their brain fast because you would do maybe 20 minutes of writing and then 20, 25 minutes of math and then another 25 of reading. So it was very difficult. So that's where the discrepancy came in. So about three or four years ago, um, when there was announcement about the SAT changing, uh, everybody began to freak out because what happened was in 2012, David Coleman, who, by the way, is the architect of the Common Core, uh, was appointed president of the College Board. And so what happened that particular year in 2012, it was the first time ever in the, in the history of standardized testing that more people, more students took the ACT than the SAT. 
So and it was it wasn't a whole lot more. It was maybe 1.8 million versus 1.7 million. Certainly, his mission was to regain that piece of the pie. So, being a very smart man, what he did was he hired a bunch of experienced ACT writers to create the new, improved, redesigned SAT. So this is one of the reasons why you're going to see very similar formatting uh, and patterns extremely similar on both tests. As a matter of fact, they're about 99% the same over, or overlapping in structure. So you've got now four long sections on both tests. Um, now, what's, what's interesting about this overlapping, it makes a ton of sense for the industry because it means that students of any age can really rely on the common strategies and course test taking techniques and crossover information to help them design and navigate their own futures. You know, one of the things that we began to hear about three or four years ago, and I, and I actually still hear it, um, based on the fact that David Coleman took over, was, well, you know, it's all about, the SAT is all about the common core, you know, and we don't adhere to those standards, and, you know, how are we going to do well? And so the same thing I said several years ago, I still say to this day, Yes, David Coleman uh, was the main architect of the Common Core, um, but you also have to realize, too, that there are 12 states, including Texas, where, where I'm from, um, that have either pulled out of Common Core or never even adopted it in the first place, um, and then there are most homeschoolers and most private schools uh, have not adopted Common Core standards, and so what that means is if this particular test, SAT, was designed all about the Common Core standards, then, you know, we, the state of Texas, or you as the homeschooling mom, could sue based on the fact that this was an unfair test. This was a very elite test. And, of course, the College Board is not going to lose any money and get sued. So, of course, they had to create a still a very standardized logic test. And so, now, does it mean there is not some influences, like some philosophy? Very possibly, yes. But you're mainly testing the same reading, writing, and math, just like you would anywhere. Um, and, of course, you know, as you know, we teach the kids on how to answer every question uh, in 30 seconds or less. So, again, mm -hmm. you know, once students learn how to take a test, you know, it's not just information that can be used on the SAT and the ACT, uh, but other tests like GREs and CPA tests and SEBI tests and military tests and on and on and on. So, Bottom line is, is that every college takes SAT or ACT, doesn't matter. They're basically about the same test. And, you know, we've had kids who've got 34s and 35s on their ACTs at the same time become a National Merit Scholar on the PSAT simply by using the same program. Very good, very good. So that's clarity number one. Okay, what's number two? Number two you can actually take advantage by paying close attention to very sneaky little announcements, such as this one here. So not a lot of people know, but without any fanfare at all, the College Board actually announced a new August SAT coming up this, uh, this summer. Now, what's great about this uh, is that those who know about it can actually get a jump ahead of the game. So that means this summer, and I know we're early-ish into the July, they can actually begin to prepare and start taking the test before most people will ever even think about it because the next SAT is not until October. Um, so here, before school even begins, and, and also a really added advantage of knowing about the August SAT, especially if you are a senior and you are applying for early action 
or early decision, this opportunity jumps ahead of not only the October SAT, but also the September ACT. And so if you've got a rising junior, again, that will give you another extra practice before you actually take your PSAT when it counts for National Merit Scholars. So what, what I recommend is, and I, I've been saying this for 14 years, is every student needs to set up a profile at collegeboard.org. And by doing that, you not only can find out about testing dates, late fees, deadlines. I mean, you can view your scores online. And I'm giving you a lot of links for those out there, but one of the things you can do is you can go to collegeprepgenius.com forward slash SAT dates, and that will take you to the right place. Or if you want to find out or understand more about the scoring, you can go to collegeprepgenius.com forward slash SAT scores. Okay, and I'll have these links on the website too in case you didn't get those and you're, or you're driving or whatever. They're, they're going to be on the, um, the podcast page as well. So, um, and then you can always listen to this on iTunes and stop the recording and take notes at a later date. But, uh, I'll have those on podcast number 56 on the collegecraftgenius.com forward slash podcast. Okay. Wonderful. I didn't even know about this August SAT, um, so that's wonderful to know that that's coming up. And they're usually, like, early in the month, aren't they? Um, this particular – well, it depends on the month. This particular test is actually going to be August 26th. Okay, so it's later then. All right. That's interesting that they're doing this because college kids are back – well, my daughter will be back in school and so will Michael, but it's on a weekend. So Mike will be taking some college class. He wants to be an engineer, so I'm having him take an intro engineering class at the college, uh, local college, so that he can see if he really likes it. <laughs> it's, a, it's a night Absolutely. course, so that's like three hours, and he was not really happy about two nights a week, but he doesn't have sports. So we signed him up, so that's good. Yeah, so great. That is wonderful news. That is um wonderful news so uh, we're going to hopefully let a lot of people know that Jean and that's why it's important to make sure that you sign up for Jean's newsletter so that you know this information great or continue definitely listening to this podcast as well let's take a quick commercial break and then when we come back you've got three more points that you want to share with us we'll be right back with College Prep Genius, free college can happen to you. That's right. It's never too early to start thinking about test prep to secure your future. Imagine getting free tuition, room, and board, free grad school, and more based on your SAT score. College Prep Genius is the key to free. This award-winning, nationally featured program teaches students the logic behind the SAT, You'll learn to answer every question in 30 seconds. Raise your score as much as 600 points and go to the college of your dreams for free. Visit collegeprepgenius.com to know more. Hey everyone and welcome back. This is Felice Gerwitz, moderator of Gene Burke's podcast, collegeprepgenius.com forward slash podcast where you will find the show notes for podcast number 56, and Gina's sharing inside secrets about uh, college entrance 
and uh, you shared the first two, which are, I'm just like astounded, like just those two are worth the price of admission, which is free on this podcast. <laughs> but uh, so, so amazing, Jean. So what's number three? Well, number three is amazingly the SAT actually costs six figures to write. And the reason why that's important to know is because that alone tells you that when the College Board writes this test, they actually have to follow the same patterns, same rules, same types of questions every single time to make it obviously a standardized test, which, you know, which means obviously, number one, you know, you're going to, you know, once you learn, you know, you can't study for the test, but once you learn the patterns, you know, you can study those. And I'm constantly getting the question of, are they going to be changing it anytime soon? I said, they just changed it last year. There's no way. I mean, I don't know the future and I can't predict it, but I mean, it's been about 10 years for the last two or three times that the SAT changed it and it always changed for various reasons, major reasons. And this, as we said, this had to do with money. Uh, but you know, the thing about it is I was actually heading to a class one day a few years ago and I get a phone call from the radio, the TV station, because I do a lot of TV and radio. And they said, Hey, did you hear about X, Y, and Z company that got sued by the college board. And I said, no. And I said, can you come on our show? And we want to come to your, you know, we want to tape a live show at one of the classes that you're teaching so we can talk about this. And what was interesting, and, and this is how it was disclosed about the cost, because this particular company, uh, and it's actually in, you know, my area, got caught cheating and, um, of course, the college board sued them, and, of course, it's a college board one. But the cost to write each SAT is really a staggering $625,000 for one test, you know. And when you write a standardized test, it takes a lot of time, a lot of research, uh, and by its very nature, the questions and answer choices have to follow the same patterns, the same rules, the same profiles. Uh, because the strength in the system can also become, you know, obviously a surprising asset and the secret weapon to acing the test. Because once you realize that this is a beatable test and that learning the patterns is the key, then of course any, anybody can do well. And so, you know, we have a, you know, longstanding success of teaching kids how to do this. But, it, you know, again, this was disclosed only because I happened to be in the right place at the right time. And to find this out, and, and certainly, you know, if you were going to so research they, it, you know, certainly. How were they caught cheating? I don't understand. The, this, so they, got, what, they got real tests that they were teaching? Yes. What happened oh was, um, according to this article, uh, the principal at a certain high school, his brother worked at this particular prep company, and when the PSATs come into the school, they and I've seen one before. I had a school one time open up the safe and show it to me. These tests come sealed in heavy plastic. They're put under lock and key a few weeks before the actual PSAT, and they cannot open the safe until the day or open up the uh, the packaging of the PSATs until the day of the test. And evidently, um, this principal gave one to his brother who worked for the prep company, and they were actually practicing with the real test. Oh now, gosh. if you think about that, if we all had the real PSAT a few weeks before the test, of course we could all 
go through it very slowly and find out the answers and, and do well. And so um, evidently um, someone inside the company, you know, blew the whistle and they investigated them and found out, you know, obviously they the college would end up winning. And so, and, and they even had threatened to throw out all the scores of all the students who took this uh, prep class. So uh, it was a really, um, you know, uh, eye-opening thing. And so when, you know, when it was uh, revealed that, now we have to come up with a whole new test, and this this can cost us $625,000 just to recreate a new test. And so – and the college board had never sued anybody before, so this was a first. And so ultimately this pro, this company changed their name. And so people who don't know what happened um, evidently, uh, because it's been several years ago, don't even know that that was even a possibility. And, and interestingly enough, I had a lady call me a couple of days ago um, uh, she her her student goes to a local high school that this particular company is very prominent in, and she said the the counselor gave her a list of names of all the people that they promote as um, test prep companies in the area, and of, and of course she said that we were her favorite, but she had called this one company I was just telling you about and asked said listen my my child took the test and did terrible, and they asked things like well which math section did she do terrible in. And um, the lady said, uh, I guess the one with no calculator. And then she said, well, we, then we have to teach you, you know, obviously we have to go back and start all over and learn math again. And she quoted her somewhere around $4,000 to teach her more math. And so the lady couldn't believe it because her daughter's good in math. Her daughter was an honor student, a high GPA. So she called me and then she enrolled in my class. So, um, you know, so being just to, just to- for clarification, Jean, what would you say to someone who called you and said that? What would you what would your answer be? Like if they said, you know, we did really poorly in the area that my children child needed a calculator for, what would your answer be? I would say first of all, that's very typical. I say, you know, I've got kids who love math and it's their number one subject in school. Um, but it's always their lowest SAT score. And the reason why that is, and very possibly for your child as well, is that these students tend to approach it like a normal math test, and they read the whole question, they work out the whole problem, they show all their work, they spend several minutes on each question, uh, but you only get about a minute per question. And so there is a shortcut to answer every math problem in 30 seconds or less. So I'm going to teach you the pattern and the logic behind the question so that you not only don't spend several minutes on it, but that you can do well and you don't have to relearn math again. You obviously already know math. You wouldn't have a 4.3 GPA if you didn't. Right. And that's exactly what happened to my son, the one that wants to be the engineer, and he's taking way too long, and his math section was higher than his um, the verbal writing section, which he's really strong at. So that was um, that was after taking your your class. So I just wanted people to hear the difference of what your answer would be, and your classes are so much more affordable, you know. And you can get the online class that's you know a hundred and something, or and you even have one that's digital that's ninety nine dollars. So uh, this is so much more more affordable. And for those of you who have not listened to the previous fifty five podcasts that Jean has done, or you don't know anything about Jean. Uh, Jean, what you know, was a homeschool mom. She homeschooled her two kids, and this was something she figured out so that her kids could afford college because they didn't have the resources 
to pay um, all the way through her son, who's an attorney now, and her daughter, who works for the FBI. So if you haven't followed Jean's story, just to throw that out there, it's an amazing story. All right, Jean, we need to move on. Number four. All right. So the SAT and the ACT makers use similar misleading phrases on their respective sites about their test formatting. Uh, and, and if you want to go straight to the horse's mouth, you, you can actually look them both up. If you go to collegeprepgenius.com forward slash ACT content and collegeprepgenius.com forward slash slash SAT content, you're going to see uh, information that says something like this. The SAT measures what is learned in high school. So, you know, don't believe me. Go to their website and see this. Uh, and, and let me tell you why that is so uh, discouraging to families and why it's so wrong, such wrong advice. And that's because these tests are not about what you've learned in high school. If they were, why in the world would a valedictorian, you know, bomb the SAT? Or why are most of my students top 10% of the school? You know, that doesn't even make any sense. Kind of touch about what we just talked about a moment ago. Um, the, the sad thing is most counselors at high schools, and, and again, I have lots of friends who are counselors, and they're hardworking, and so many times they have so much on their plate, and they're so busy, uh, and sometimes they just don't know this stuff. But they often will tell the students, you know, don't. Uh, worry about your SATs until the spring of your junior year. At that point, you'll have all the math you need and all of that. Well, you know, that would be true if these were content tests, but these are logic tests. I've got seventh graders who score higher than seniors, so that doesn't make any sense. So it cannot be about what you've learned, you know, in, in school. This is so misleading uh, to everyone. It, it, let's look at this very illogically. Yes, the tests do use high school content in which to frame up all the test questions. So uh, the tests themselves are not necessarily measuring what your knowledge of or the ability of is with the content. These are questions that are filled with logic and reasoning and critical thinking type questions. So even though it does help, obviously, you need a solid grounding in high school subjects. Uh, and if, you, you know, if you're taught what to look for and some practice, you know, these tests can instantly become easier. You cannot study for the SAT or SAT. Um, but you have to study the test itself and, you know, how the questions are written and how the answers are written. Uh, the, you know, this is the only fair way a college can compare all students equally since, you know, a 4.0 at one high school is not the same 4.0 at another school. Every school calculates their scores differently. So the only fair way a college can compare, let's say, a homeschooler versus, versus public or private or charter school is a test like an SAT because it, it levels the playing fields. And so this is why it's important to know that, yes, we're not saying not to have math or not to know how to write, not at all, but that is not the key to doing well on this test. And so if, if students would understand that, it, it would take the pressure off them to realize that they're not dumb when they go in there and they do poorly on these tests, but really it's, try, it's like trying to write an essay with math equations. It doesn't work. You can't mm -hmm. take this test thinking it's all about what you know or how smart you are or your IQ. You have to approach it with a very critical eye because, you know, if you're going to take a history test, you study history. If you're going to take a geography test, you study geography. Uh, if you're going to take a logic test, then you need to learn to look at the logic behind the questions. Very good. 
And we are almost out of time, so number five is? All right. Well, this is exciting because you can actually get your SAT and ACT detailed scores back, uh, but there's a catch. Now, doing the test over and over again, obviously, in order to choose your best scores or aim for improvement every time, is a very effective strategy. It certainly works, you know, as a great treat for students. But this brilliant tip is that there are three times a year your students can get their SATs and ACT tests back for a small fee. They'll get their scores. They'll get the answers. They'll even get a clean test booklet, and they'll learn the difficulty level of each question. And so obviously that's priceless because if you can figure out what you're doing wrong, um, you'll be able to determine, you know, your weaknesses and, and how to attack them. So, and, and then here's, here's a great bonus. You actually get another practice test to take over again in the future. Both SAT and SAT, test, SAT and ACT test makers um, are very stingy with creating actual tests. They don't have an unlimited supply. And, of course, obviously I'm only going to promote College Board or American College Test questions. Um, so that gives you an extra practice. Other companies just, you know, make up a bunch of problems that are irrelevant to the test and a waste of time. So by knowing these three times, by paying that small fee, not only do you get, you know, your results and, and difficulty, but you get this practice test. And it gives you very specific results uh, on, you know, what, you know, what you're working on and what area, you know, you need to, uh, you know, de delve into more. To find out more about these three types a year, you can go to, on the ACT, you can go to collegeprepgenius.com forward slash ACTTIR. And for the SAT, collegeprepgenius.com forward slash SATQAS. QAS, like Q as in Queen, um, yes. Arthur, like question, Sam. Question. Yes, oh, question and answer. Question service. and answer. Yes. <laughs> and then what's TIR stand for? A-C-T-T-I-R. It stands for uh, testing information review. Okay, perfect. All right. A report. A report. Testing information report. report. Okay, wonderful. That is great, and I swear we did that one time and did not get the test scores back because I remember paying more money for it, and um, I need to go back and look at that. As you said this, it just reminded me. Now, if you've taken the test, can you go back and request that, or no? You can only do it during you can. a certain time. I, you can. I believe you have up to five months to do it, so yes. Perfect. Okay. Well, I'm going to go after I hang up with you and <laughs> go do that um, because that is priceless. Well, Jean, we are out of time, and guys, um, there is a ton of information here. We've got uh, three more podcasts we're going to be doing and with more Insider Secrets, and I just want to thank you, Jean, for coming on, and you can contact um, Jean at collegeprepgenius.com for her website, and then just forward slash the word podcast uh, for this and also the downloads, and this is episode 56. Thanks so much, Jean. Thank you. Well, thanks so much for listening to the College Prep Genius Radio Show. 
You can find more episodes at collegeprepgenius.com forward slash podcast or listen on iTunes, on your favorite podcast app, on your phone, on your computer, or on the go. Remember, visit collegeprepgenius.com for more information and we'll see you soon.